0: Archimax Login Confirmed.
1: Welcome to The Lodge. You've accessed...
2: The Lodgecast Experience.
1: Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy.
0: Hello to Matt's Movie Lodge. I am Don Chong. I want to send love and light to you all at this time. And now... By the power vested in me, I summon the LodgeCast.
2: The LodgeCast is a little podcast where we watch weird movies so you
3: don't have to.
2: The LodgeCast Baybag.
3: Listen
2: to the Not care. We're gonna watch some crap. Not care. And then the Lodge Master chats.
0: With Lucas and Bishki.
2: Episode 90, The King of Staten Island. Hello and welcome to another. Full episode of the Lockdown Lodgecast. I'm your master with me as always is Brother Bishki. Hi, guys. And Brother Lucas. Holla. Holla, holla indeed. <laughs> Tonight we witness the grand return of none other than comic visionary Judd Apatow. Ow. <laughs> How excited are we about this? <laughs> Uh, are we
1: pumped i i'm not as pumped as i was to see the 40 year old virgin because that one sheet was amazing
2: it was that changed the game for all comedy one sheets from there on out (laughs) just his googly-eyed expression just a colorful blank background so eager wow
1: (laughs) so excited it just (laughs) elicited so much emotion
0: yeah i've seen that enjoyed that uh knocked up i've seen was okay but then i recently actually just a few days ago saw funny people yes.
2: 2009 yes you did i've not and, seen yes you did
1: and uh
2: you have not seen funny people lucas i know
1: in 2009 oh, oh. i was up to my eyeballs in work i guess i just uh, missed lo- it lodge master <laughs> required i see it
2: i to be
0: honest i didn't mind it i sandler um i think you know i i kind of love sandler and he's kind of playing himself in that and everyone's kind of playing themselves. It's just this epic comedy. What was the runtime on funny people? It was two and a half hours. And uh <laughs> it took me a couple sittings, but but uh um,
1: comedy's all about timing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. And Apatow had just unlimited power to make that film. And it fizzles out in the last half hour, but but I kind of enjoyed it. So I'm not anti apatow necessarily. I mean, he's had his his hands in a lot of uh pretty Good comedic projects Some I like, some I don't
2: All Apatow directorial efforts I see once That's what I do Mm -hmm. And... They are all journeys in their own way, whether it just be because of the runtime or because of all the shit that's going on with him. Like this is 40. He's just working out his own shit, throwing all of his own musical tastes and different <laughs> peccadillos into the mix. And you just have to deal with it. And they yeah. just kind of all spread out before you and you're either on the wavelength or you're not. And I kind of respect that, yeah. but they make his movies somewhat cumbersome no, we, for me. We got a journey
0: tonight. It's about two hours 20, I think. Yeah. And um, out of all the comedic people that he knows, I don't quite know why he selected Pete
1: Davidson as his uh, <laughs> vehicle. He's the
2: next big thing. He's, a, uh, he's I, the next, I just, pe- okay. he's the next he's, big he's one. He's the
1: James Dean of Saturday Night Live.
0: I did more research. <laughs> I watched a Pete Davidson comedy special, stand-up special last night. This guy is not hilarious, in my opinion. Um
2: <laughs> Well, Bishke, kudos again for doing the homework required to for both for both of us. For both you guys to and for me to bring people the hottest, freshest takes on these matters. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I I last night tuned into Pete Davidson alive from New York. So that's my <laughs> that's my
2: one like the only way that I could watch that stand-up special <laughs> is to Watch you watch that special, so I could still yeah. hear it. But the camera's on your face watching it. That's the only way I could watch you it. You
0: would have seen a stone cold stare through for an for an hour. Like there was no laughs.
2: After. Were you folding any laundry, I, I, I or was, were you I, looking straight at it? I was doing data entry. I was doing data. Entry. <laughs> okay, data entry. Yeah. Okay, thank God.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I said comedy is timing earlier because like his movies are so over long. Is there really that much comedy in them? Because I feel like, yeah, they're definitely not like dramas. But but um, he does have this Jim Brooks vibe. Like, sure. like he's a big stu- student of James mm-hmm. L. Brooks That's in terms good, of good endearment. Point. And uh, every not everyone. I says I love you. What was the one with Nick Nolte? I'll do anything.
2: The I'll do anything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. They cut out all the music afterwards. Yes, and. Speaking of which, I have the rough cut of that movie that still has the songs in it. That's a
0: Prince soundtrack?
2: No. Yes, Prince Prince did a bunch of the songs for it. So wow. that's a curiosity. But, Lucas, your, your James L. Brooks comparison is so apt because the reason that James L. Brooks' films like Terms of Endearment and Broadcast News were so popular was that they combined Yucks and Tears. And if you can do that, if you can figure out the formula to make people chuckle while they're crying, oh, my God, it's fucking over. That was that was what the late, great, legendary
1: producer Robert Evans said. If you read a script or make a movie that can make them laugh
2: and make them cry, you got yourselves a hit. So Apatow, especially with funny people, really tried to go for that, splitting it right down the middle of comedy and drama even taking in the cancer plot from terms of endearment and just totally trying to make his own terms of endearment. And I think that's an admirable feat. And I'm sure there's going to be some clumsy Pete Davidson tugs at our heartstrings tonight, but (laughs) it's a tough thing to do. So I don't know. I don't know if it is, it's, it's
1: walking a high wire without a net
2: yeah so i don't know if this late in his career if he's studied the landscape enough that he can nail it or if he's just going to be way off the mark i don't know or maybe somewhere in between it's probably going to be somewhere frustratingly in between that's my guess yeah
0: i mean he's not above dick jokes either but funny people probably had a (laughs) hundred dick jokes in his runtime sure so so this one (laughs) and i think that's maybe where he connected with pete davidson because pete davidson likes that too so i'm I'm expecting dick jokes i was kind of positive after watching funny people but then watching the pete davidson special brought me down a few notches so bill
2: burr's in this too who's an exemplary comedian as well yeah he's got he's got some other surprises in it from the cast i
0: won't say but i'll say i'm cautiously optimistic
2: all right Well, let's ride that love and light right on (laughs) into the front lines of the king. I I haven't even said the name of the movie yet. The king of Staten Island. King of Staten Island. That's what we're watching tonight. And we'll we'll see. We may pick up one or two guests along the way for the rest of the show. From the stoop in the neighborhood.
1: Let's take the Staten Island
2: ferry. Let's go. Love Love and light. light. Love and light over
1: here. Welcome to the great republic. Guess I should show you
2: around.
1: Where once I was a king, and now I am a clown. What, baby? The love that we once shared made a king of me. But now you've gone, but now you've gone.
2: We took the ferry. We're back. We're back, y'all. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we are fresh, fresh off the ferry from Staten Island. We found a couple of locals on the ferry that we're going to bring on. But first, but first.
3: Fishy. what's that shot?
0: From the Rotten Tomatoes, Scott. Pete Davidson has been a case of arrested development ever since his firefighter father died when he was seven. He's now reached his mid-twenties, having achieved little, chasing a dream of becoming a tattoo artist that seems far out of reach. As his ambitious younger sister, Maud Apatow, HBO's Euphoria, heads off to college, Scott is still living with his exhausted ER nurse mother, Oscar winner Marissa Tomei, and spends his days smoking weed, hanging with the guys, Oscar, Ricky Velez, Master of None, Igor, Moses Arias. Five feet apart, and Richie Lou Wilson TV's the guest book, and secretly hooking up with his childhood friend Kelsey Bell Pauli, Apple TV Plus's The Morning Show. But when his mother starts <laughs> dating a loud mouth firefighter named Ray Bill Burr, Netflix's F is for Family, it sets off a chain <laughs> of events that will force Scott to grapple with his grief and take his first tentative steps towards moving forward in life. Period.
2: Oh my God, that was like a novella. That felt like, yeah, Finnegan's (laughs) Wake. Before we go any further, I promised locals, I promised you some stellar guests. So we got crowd favorite, universal favorite, Brother Dave is back. What up, Strong Island in the house? Yo. He's a notorious Judd Apatow apologist, and we're going to get into that. But we also have the final guest that we had at the final (laughs) AMC screening that we went to as a unit. The way back, Brother Anthony is back. Woo. Woo! i am
3: way way back and way way happy to be back gentlemen oh my it's, god it's great to see you through the uh through my screen here
2: the love and light was so strong when we had you on and it was your first time it was, it was. your it was your first time on and it was the final oh my god the final dance anthony did
1: you see any other movie theatrically after that or was that your last theatrical outing you know, that was my last tour of duty with you.
2: Wow. Uh, oh my that God, was it.
3: That, that oh. was where it uh, started and ended for me. So I apologize if I brought it down. It,
2: it, no, I mean, we're going to look at it as you were a great way to go out. You know, we got we <laughs> <laughs> we to see the glasses half full. But the biggest tragedy was we didn't even get to sit really together during that one because it was so packed in there. It was a discount night, Tuesday crowd. Yeah,
3: it was just me and me and brother Matt. I didn't I didn't get to hang out with the, the brothers uh, Bishki and Lucas.
2: It was packed with thirsty Affleck loving boomers, and we we didn't stand a chance. <laughs> well, they didn't know how to s-
0: sit properly. But
2: anyway,
3: and we're the ones that came from islands.
2: Y- we, you would think we would <laughs> <Yeah>. sit properly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, it's good to have you back, sir. brother Dave, to be back. Thank you. Brother Dave, good to have you back as well. Now, let's talk Apatow here because we just saw this movie. We were talking about it in the intro, and you are a big fan of funny people. Is this correct?
4: That is correct.
2: You enjoy that patented, some would say bloated, Apatowian blend of comedy and drama. I would
4: say that's accurate. Um, in recent years, he's really tested me with my love. But, um, you know, I go I go back far, you know, like because I, I consider Freaks and Geeks part of his oeuvre. And to me, right. that's a top 10 TV show of all time for me, maybe even higher, maybe top five. I would
2: fully agree so, with that.
4: And I feel like that that sets the template for his future work in my opinion, as far as the way he looks at characters and the mix of comedy and drama. So it all goes back to that for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say anybody who's seen Freaks and Geeks from top to bottom, to know it is to love it. So if you get into that show, you're going to give Apatow pretty much carte blanche. But yeah, you're right. He does test you and he pushes you. And this movie... I don't know. Like, let's get into it. What did you guys feel staring down the barrel of a two and a half hour Judd Apatow comedy this time? Were you were you jazzed? (laughs) Were you ready? I was pretty jazzed for me. I I jumped ship
3: after funny people. I okay after that, that's your line. It really is and even funny. People really, you know, tested me. That being said, I defend it, but any criticism against it you 're also right it's okay. you know, it's that being said, I really dug the trailer for this one okay but I was also approaching very cautiously because <laughs> i've been burned i 've been burned the last nine, ten years every time I make that trek into a movie theater just to see his latest, and I just come out feeling like I had my I don't want to say time wasted because that's not that's sure. a little too extreme. But we don't say
2: that on this podcast. We don't waste time here. We don't. We, we
3: make time. <laughs> let let the time waste you. Don't you waste the time? Are either of you
2: boys Pete Davidson freaks? <laughs> I, so <laughs> that non-answer speaks volumes. We can just here, move on if you want. I, I just want to loop. Go, go ahead. ahead. Here. Here. <laughs> Here's what I'll say about
3: about Pete Davidson. Sure. I for me, it was one of those things where I felt like I was watching somebody with mental health issues every week just okay. decline just for the sake of spiking ratings. And I'm like, fucking Lauren Michaels. It, it, it's not worth it just to have this guy come on for a minute and a half and a 90-minute show and then right. peace out. <laughs> you know, obviously he was more famous to me for his off-screen antics as opposed to his, you know, weekly drop-ins. But that being said, whenever, whenever he would drop in, I usually laughed. I didn't laugh so much during his Netflix uh, special. I think I made it about 14 minutes in and I was, I was done. You were out. I, yeah, I was. So I, I do root for him because I think he's likable enough. I don't know if longevity is in his cards. I hope it is. And I mean that in a career standpoint.
2: Of course. Brother Dave, what do you what do you think about about
4: old Pete? I, I wouldn't call myself a Pete Davidson fan. Like going into this, I wasn't jazzed because he was in it, but he very sure. he very much fits the template of what Apatow likes to do in his features, where he kind of takes uh, a comedy world person who hasn't broken in features and spot- yep, spotlights yep. them, whether it's Amy Schumer or Seth Rogen or Steve Carell and 40-Year-Old Virgin. So I'm always game for someone to build, like, a real legit Hollywood movie on a new face. And even though he's not su- yeah. super new, he hasn't had this kind of spotlight. And, you know, even though I'm not a, a huge fan of his, he's made me laugh on SNL before, you know
2: he's not my favorite sure. favorite
4: cast member but um you know he's I, I was rooting for him
2: too and that's the tricky part here is that he is on snl he's kind of a spice and now he's the main course so what does that mean and i'll tell you right off the bat the first shot is him looking in the rear view mirror. <laughs> which i'm like oh shit is he like gonna have a flashback while looking in his literal rearview mirror here and he had kind of a drama face on and i got really worried i got really really worried <laughs> and I'm, I'm like i already don't buy this guy in a drama what is that gonna spell for the next two and a half hours <laughs> but i'm happy to report that he grew on me and really they didn't fuck with him in drama mode too much like they they definitely do and we'll get to that but For the most part, he just plays what I assume is himself. And I was relieved that that initial facial expression wasn't the full tone of the movie, wasn't the full scope of his character. And for
1: the record, that cold open with him in the car, I felt the exact same thing. But to kind of piggyback what you're saying, like it was such a perfect setup and payoff of a joke because, yeah, it comes off like super real and like serious and he's like driving on the expressway and he's like listening to hip-hop on the radio He's like changing the radio station. He's like vibing out just chilling And then all of a sudden like it cuts to his POV looking through the windshield and traffic on the expressway is just at a standstill. It's just like dead stop and he's going way too fast and he has to like swerve around them and he like almost causes an accident he pulls it off, he pulls it out and he's like looking in his rear view after that at like the, uh, the crisis averted and he's like apologizing to no one he's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry and I was just laughing because it it got me. Like it really was like I thought a funny, funny
2: uh, mis- misdirection. We're starting to sync up our auras here because I also got worried for you and I'm like oh no Lucas (laughs) Lucas is going to have trouble with this opening he's not going to like the look on this guy's face now I'm worried that he's gone off the deep end and he's going to be hurting for two and a half hours and he's going to want to kill everybody but I'm glad he won you over in that little yeah, section. Yeah, it's he won this army. Like it,
1: it set the tone, and like that one joke, that like cold open, like carried it for at least like 20 minutes. Where I was just like, wow, like that was really, really deft
2: and slick. What did you guys think of the cast of the guys that play his buddies? I liked them all.
3: <sighs> yeah, funny guys. It felt a little bit like a Larry Clark light. <laughs> <laughs> going on it's yeah pretty like real. it's about um, to go
2: darker than it ever does yeah. it's gritty <laughs> and i was
3: kind of hoping that it would go i was hoping that it would go darker throughout the right. entire film quite honestly i was hoping that not that it would embrace something that it you know organically wasn't but for all the talk uh, that i you know was aware of, of the movie being darker than usual I didn't really find a whole lot this of darkness except to for dark. maybe that, that that's what that's what that's press, word on the you know, street junkets word on the street yeah that's from all the all the junkets or would have you believe um that it's his darkest home wow. apatized film but that being said I thought the friends were fine but you could have Cut them out of the movie entirely, honestly,
2: (laughs) and it would have had no effect. That's another thing about (laughs) apatose movies is that I really feel like they are a collection of little moments, and some of the moments are fucking brilliant and like so well realized. I'm gonna come out and say I had a great time during this movie. It's fucking too long as we already knew it was. Yeah, I felt the same way. I was loving it. But then like an hour in,
1: I just hit this fatigue where I was like, man, this has got to be wrapping up soon. And I checked the runtime and I was like, oh, (laughs) no, there's like 90 more minutes. And I was
2: like, I had nothing left. I was laughed out. But that's the whole thing. It's like some of these moments are just brilliant. And I would say most most of the scenes work. But you could just take a random handful and cut them and you could probably still get the same information and the same like the the story wouldn't necessarily change that much. And you you have to be cool with that. It's hard to stay with it when you get a protagonist who's like so
0: low motivation and reluctant to do anything. And you and and you have to push the story forward for two and a half (laughs) hours. Mm. I got words for Pete Davidson. I'll save him, but anyway.
2: (laughs) You got words. You got words for Brother Dave?
4: What what were you feeling during all this? Well, uh, you know, just talking about the friend characters who I actually quite liked, and, you know, this goes into what you're saying, Brother Matt and uh, Brother Anthony, as far as, like, you could take them out and it really wouldn't affect things. One area where the movie really lost me, and it could have gotten darker, it probably should have gotten darker, was the scene where um, the friend's, rob a drugstore to get uh pills to sell right that yeah. subplot like really didn't pay off the way I think it was trying to or it could have or should have like it just felt half-assed right. you know and it was a shame because I thought the characters deserved more than that they, they were genuinely funny and each had yeah. like their own distinct personalities the actors were really breathing life into them and that they, they build this action set piece up kind of with high stakes yeah and then honestly like that there's that scene where he (laughs) he screws them over kind of by bailing on him and then like right he's going on with his life the next day as
2: they kind of forget about him how did not hate this character like (laughs) right (laughs) His buddies have a child's play two poster in their hangout pad. I saw and that's that. that. that was all I needed to see, and I was on their side. So they Universal again, Synergy like, right there. This this collection of moments. There's a scene where a kid just wanders by when they're hanging out at the beach and Pete Davidson tries to give him a tattoo. That scene is amazing. I'm all about scenes that just kind of show you a slice of life of their day-to-day that
3: really maybe don't add up to anything, but in this movie, they just for me they didn't add up to anything other than just additional minutes in in the runtime. And, yes.
2: and that's I, when I, marijuana comes in, you guys. <laughs> when you when you like at a certain point, I was like, hmm, I might have to take a little puff for this one, and it helped me out for so long into the running time because then I was just hanging out with it. It's what it's it's kind of a hangout movie. Yeah, and there's this one great
1: marijuana line that hit landed so hard for me where someone says to pete davidson like your life's just passing you by it's it's going by so fast and he's like (laughs) i
2: know that's why i smoke weed to slow it all down (laughs) yes yes and lucas you rub off on me sometimes i checked the runtime during this oh and i know and when i checked it there were 22 minutes left so i got pretty far and yeah. but I I looked <laughs> I looked down at my phone with the thought with the express thought that this movie should be done credits and all by now this movie I should know. be done I, by I now. think
1: I think it's a testament to Jed Apatow's producing skills to like. Come up with all these great moments and scenes. And it is like worthy for a TV series like Freaks and Geeks. Like when I was watching this, I was like, this is three great episodes of a of a TV series. Yeah. Because because it's showing you so many different aspects. Like once the movie's point of view shifted from Pete Davidson and his friends to his mom and Bill Burr, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like he's he's going to like color in like a lot of this family history and and dynamic. and, And it just became like way more epic and ambitious and sprawling.
2: Yeah. And I, I like how Marissa Tomei's character just at one point is just, just like kicks the dudes out. And is just like, I'm just going to hang out here with my friends and drink wine and redecorate. And she just totally. And that feels gets like a, to- yeah, back.
1: it feels like a totally, uh, logical conclusion <sighs> for that character, but, uh, but also like, Uh-oh. but also like a different movie. Like I did, like you could, you could have made a whole movie just about that. What's going on, Anthony.
3: That whole thing felt so forced <laughs> and so calculated to me. I, I, I didn't buy that she was angry enough to just cut off both her son and her yeah, you lover have a point. at the same exact yeah, moment. you have a point. It just felt like without having any information as to who he said this, he said that. It just felt like I've had it with you both. You're both out of my life. And it just at that moment, it, it just didn't feel yeah. real see we're uh, we're in
2: that apatowian valley for me now where i totally celebrate and understand your point but i don't care as long as i was having fun totally
4: hey guys there's an elephant in the room right now
2: uh-oh uh-oh her name is maud <laughs> uh-oh you're gonna take <laughs> shots at maud <laughs> i don't know i i mean uh-oh.
4: she's not bad but like what did she really add to the movie i don't know like
1: they, yeah. they had a sweet relationship yeah. She was good, but I felt you're right. Like, I felt like it was just a really convincing sibling dynamic. That disappears.
2: With a movie that's this long, you really ought to wrap up your plot threads. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Serious. Like, you should. You should. Like, that should be part of the deal is if I'm going to spend this much time with your characters, you know, wrap up their shit. And this movie does just, like, discard wide swaths of itself for long stretches. Yeah, leaves Maj
0: hanging, leaves all his friends hanging, like... Mm-hmm. Right,
3: and and because it's so long, I feel like he was spread so thin. Like, if you had just excised maybe even five of those characters, right. you still would have had a whole handful. You would have plenty of... Plenty more. of movie. The part that I loved most was the Bill Burr-Mercitome yeah. relationship. I thought that was fantastic. I wanted to see more of that, not necessarily... His girlfriend, but not really that to me it, had no interest at all. It, it just felt, again, very much like a season long arc of a half hour dramedy on FX.
2: Thinking about all of the shit that could safely be excised. <sighs> makes, me, <laughs> makes me reevaluate a little bit of the craft of this movie, but it doesn't change the fact that I had a great time. Like I was laughing my ass off a good portion of this movie. See, I don't think I laughed once. And that's not because I didn't find it
3: funny. Ooh, ooh, I I, ooh. I respected it. And it wasn't like I'm rolling my eyes. I just, I I know what they were going for. I just mm-hmm. didn't find it particularly funny. And that's not like necessarily a, a negative criticism of it i just didn't really you laugh recognize the
2: situations as humorous but you did not <laughs> express yourself as such yeah how did you guys feel when in your case this tepid comedy turns into a drama when he starts to really think about his dad more, and a string quartet version of Scar Tissue by oh my Chili God. Peppers plays, and <laughs> he starts to was. learn to I respect, could, I couldn't uh, define what
1: that cover was. I was like, "What is this a cover to?" I know this, like, "What is this?" I, of course, it's that. Why? Why? What I was can my guess, question? I can guess that? where
2: most of you went, but Brother Dave, how are you feeling when that Scar Tissue hit? It could have been worse, you know. it, okay. it could have been right.
4: cheesier. It could have been. You know,
2: I agree. On, Could have been way worse. On one
4: hand, I feel like I totally get that he's going for James L. Brooks, and a lot of times he's yes. he's pretty damn close. He's like eighty percent of the way there, but the other twenty percent feels
2: like Zach Braff.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Ooh.
4: Yeah. Definitely yeah. some
2: Braffian. And, and, some Braffian energy. So
4: to me, like. Um, I feel like he's had some movies where the the ratio of James L. Brooks is higher, and the attempts at drama just felt more sincere, uh, or uh, or, sure. or more like lived in to Judd Apatow's experience, whereas this just felt like Sundancey to me in a in a non good way. I don't know, just sad white boy thing. And I know Pete Davidson has like real (laughs) legit, um, you know, trauma in his life that he built this movie around, which I respect. And sometimes that does come through, but maybe the fact that like his character is kind of um, a one note, like that's, that's his
2: deal. That's his deal.
4: His deal is, trauma
2: there's a sequence in this movie where it's kind of backdraft the (laughs) firemen are climbing into a building and there's explosions and shit and they keep cutting to pete davidson's goofy looking face as he's supposed to be watching on edge and they shouldn't do that
0: let me point out the central fact to to pete davidson's (laughs) life okay
2: so last night i watched the special
0: and i read his wikipedia and as i think most of you know maybe you don't His dad died in the September 11th attacks. He was a firefighter, and that's how he died. So that is his, in my opinion, Pete Davidson's, like, claim to fame. That's why people feel bad for him. I feel bad for him, whatever. But that's why they keep (laughs) harping on this, and they keep – people feel bad for him because he's this millennial – and they just feel like, <laughs> you know, he's supposed to be talented and funny, but I don't.
2: You want him to move on. You don't want to see this memorialized through a movie. No,
0: I think it's a giant therapy session for Pete Davidson. He's the only one that needs to watch it. I'm cruel, okay? But, but I just I can't get behind this guy, okay?
3: I watch. His... Wow, the claws are out.
2: Uh, that that special really did a number on you guys. That's... I'm glad I didn't watch <laughs> yeah, it before yeah. this don't movie. Don't watch. Try special. it.
3: Try yeah. it.
1: I don't know if I can watch that. I had zero. I, awa- I had zero awareness of it. I don't even know Lucas, about it. Lucas,
2: let it. Let's make a pinky swear to never watch it <laughs> yes, because uh, <laughs> I think we were. I think we were charmed by the lad in this movie, and I don't want to ruin that. Every scene has this supercharged
1: subtext because Pete really does care about his real dad. You know what I mean? And it's like even if it is for the movie. Uh, he's not acting. He's just saying the lines. And a lot of the times, like, I was watching it and I was thinking, like, wow, he's hitting his marks. He's, like, maintaining <laughs> eye contact. Like, he's being a very yep. professional, like, generous scene partner. But he's, like, not trying to act, like, at all. Right. And I kind of found that a little refreshing. I was like, this doesn't feel like a Judd Apatow movie. Like, it really didn't. Like, it felt like Pete Davidson doing Swingers or... um, what was that Vin Diesel movie, Strays? All right.
2: Well, I think I think Lucas smoked enough to to hit the right level for this movie. Some uh, Steezy
1: Biscotti, TM. I uh, I Googled his age
4: during the movie because I couldn't. Yeah, me too. I couldn't quite pin it down, and. Uh, yeah, he's pretty young. Twenty six. Like 26. technically, I could, I could be his dad. I mean,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, not his real You're dad. You're my dad, brother Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Let's vibe on that love and light as we go to them apato bones. bones. All right. Brother Dave's feeling a little wistful, talking about being a daddy to Pete Davidson. So what do you got cooking up in the bone department for him? This is a solid
4: two and a half Apatow bones for me. Um, Ooh. If you consider the, the original trilogy are all four bone movies.
2: The the original trilogy being 40 year old virgin knocked up and funny people correct all four bones wow whoa okay. I've
1: right. never seen Funny People I'd have to rewatch the first two I've only seen them when they came out
2: well according to Brother Dave they're four bones wow. you don't have to you just wow. have to I
1: think, understand that fact that's bull that's, that's that's amazing that's really impressive
4: I mean it's certainly <laughs> overlong but I just bought into that whole world so much I. I felt like I knew that You're world. In. Yeah, yeah. So, this new movie didn't quite hit those levels, you know? Like uh but it it had enough going for it that I I enjoyed it throughout despite the length and I'd probably recommend it to certain people. Sure. But overall, I I, just, I felt the runtime I don't feel like, you know, the dr- drama stuff hit as hard as it could and I wish it was funnier. I did laugh a lot, mm. but um sporadically you know it's funny when we think think of pete davidson's friend characters you know it reminds me of like oh yeah the the knocked up buddies at best buy who are just so much funnier and just like consistently funny (laughs) throughout the movie i feel like this this needed the jokes you know pete davidson was just too much of a
2: downer all right, so two and a half bones from Brother Dave. You don't want to give that a little quarantine half bone bump. You don't want no. to just like give him the benefit of the doubt. Go up to three.
4: <laughs> no, it was a20 dollar rental. It's lucky it got that two and a half bone. <laughs> all right,
2: all right. 20, 20 dollars
3: yep. that's what i paid that's
2: what Ooh, i did paid you pay? Oh, oh i mean we paid 20 dollars for sure Absolutely. we all paid 20 yeah. you guys paid 20 dollars <laughs> yeah and i wanted to get my money's worth so i saw it twice actually oh just nice. to be Whoa. sure Whoa. just to be wow. sure wow. dedication yeah. Dude.
1: dedication
2: anthony. Anthony. Yeah. That dedication,
3: saint anthony yeah. so i doubled that runtime for all my talking wow. you're wow. the
2: you're the king of hollywood man <laughs> <laughs> my dear sweet co-host could learn something from brother anthony's dedication right here Dude, between brother bishke and anthony they're unstoppable yeah holy <laughs> shit. well let's go over to brother anthony then what what in your two times ten dollars a piece <laughs> two pops <laughs> what did you what what kind of bonage did you glean
3: you know overall like i was saying it was fine it worked on me uh mm-hmm. there were issues obviously that i had but overall i'm coming down on two
2: solid bilber bones two bilber bones all yeah, right that's right and they're solid ones at that okay they're solid Calcified. All right, calcified. Two bones. Two mustache-shaped bones. <laughs> Brother Lucas,
1: what are we doing here? Come oh, on, man. man. What? So I come think, on. I think we're all on the same page tonight, fellas. Um, I, I don't I think had, so I, <laughs> had I don't zero, think so. I had zero awareness of this movie going in, which I think was the best way to attack it, and I I was consistently uh engaged and, and and i would laugh occasionally so i was never dying it was never a struggle but i did kind of tap out like an hour in in the sense that like i felt <laughs> i got all the, that's not the even nutrients through
2: from,
1: i know oh. I, 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 I got <laughs> all the nutrients that i uh that i needed from the meal as it were but yeah i felt excuse me excuse me you're excused it felt like a first draft script that they shot which was clearly over Mm -hmm. long and there were too many like yeah random scenes like the pharmacy heist and and like uh (laughs) him you know watching them go on a call like yeah there was like so much stuff i would have cut and just like listening to you guys talk about it i was kind of like forming my thoughts and i realized that what i the heart of the movie for me was the relationship between pete davidson and bell powley who played kelsey his staten island girlfriend who was really in love with the center of it and it was it was like it was like the beating heart and soul of the movie because at the very end spoiler alert like he you know has the (laughs) running to the airport to stop her scene you know except she's taking a ferry to manhattan and he, like, tells her he loves her. And in my mind, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And in my heart, I was thinking, man, if they had made the movie about that relationship mm-hmm. and, like, you know, you have the mom and dad and, and you know, stuff, too. Is this a
2: live rewrite? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it live.
1: <laughs> do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. So, yeah, I felt that, for me, it should have been, like, Pete Davidson Swingers, where it's, like, this boy meets girl, you know, they have a great meet-cute like they they set up this great relationship and she kind of comes back every now and again in in the version as it is now but in my mind I was thinking man I really wish it was like this love story like Annie Hall or when Harry met Sally or whatever because by the time it gets to the end like the climax should be him going onto the ferry to tell her like, I love you. You're my queen, you know, like you're my queen, like you're my world, you know, and it should land so hard. There should be not like a dry eye in the house. <laughs> but when I saw it, I was like, oh, I see what they're going for. But like it just like it's an
2: afterthought. So, it's
1: a total afterthought. So I'm going to give this two and a half bones. I'm going to give it the uh, right. the half bone bump just for it feeling like a like a Pete Davidson, you know, slice of life as opposed to like a Judd Apatow uh trilogy like movie you know like it, it felt different right. that's two and a half oh wait wait I wanted to summon the salad dragon oh is that t- t- totally a lake dragon, a, a, late late dragon. Late, a late
2: dragon hey, it's a late dragon dragon attack the salad dragon a scene in a movie that is so bizarre baffling or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission or Reese Witherspoon's spoon's leafy transformation in A wrinkle in time Uh-oh.
1: I don't know about you, gentlemen, but for me, the salad dragon was when Pete Davidson's uh, cousin offers him a job at a restaurant as like a busboy and he like goes to work as a busboy and it's like his first night on the job and it's a total fucking disaster. Like anyone who's worked in the food industry, like can attest. But for me, it was after they finished up for the night, like after they, everyone works their shift, they like close up the restaurant and the manager takes the tip jar, right? He has all the tip money in this big jar. And he's like, now we're going to fight for the tips. And, and, and Pete Davis is like, what do you mean fight for? And they're putting on like, like boxing gloves or like Hulk, a Hulk fist, incredible Hulk fist. And this one guy is like, Hey man, like you're, you're my friend, but I'm going to knock you the, out and like he knocks him out with like one punch and then proceeds and this is the salad, he's just doing this like robot dance like because he just like <laughs> like just knocked his ass out. That
2: was the salad dragon for me. That was from a different uh, alternate universe. That,
4: that section of the. Do, do you guys think in the five-hour director's cut version of this movie, there's a scene where Bill Burr teaches Pete Davidson how to fight, and he goes back in and wins the tip money? <laughs>
1: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's the season oh my two God,
3: finale. Because right, he flips absolutely. him in the pool. Oh man,
1: you're so right.
3: Also, just off that really quickly, I gotta say. I don't believe for a second that a 50-year-old man is going to allow some 23-year-old kid just to randomly tattoo Amen. his back. Amen. Sight unseen. Uh-oh. That pissed Uh-oh. me Amen. the fuck off. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Brother Anthony, that was my salad
4: dragon when, when that tattoo was revealed. Oh,
2: we double dragon. Double, double dragon. dragon. <laughs> double dragon. So let's set it up. As a bonding situation, Bill Burr, Tells Pete Davidson, who's a budding <laughs> tattoo artist, whose big dream is to open a tattoo restaurant called Ruby Tattoos, Days, he tells Bill Burr that he can tattoo anything he wants on his back, Bullshit. and Bullshit. the whole the whole last thirty minutes, you're wondering what this reveal of this tattoo is going to be. Let me be a canvas, <laughs> brother Dave. What did you see when when that back was revealed? Oh my God, it's like a
4: an unholy <laughs> mishmash of prison tattoo imagery there's like a marvin the martian with a boston celtics jersey and a star yeah. of david i mean i don't know what that jesus was smoking was weed was an ODB yeah, on there like aliens yes, I, yes you know i thought we were going to get something like that ben affleck's gorgeous phoenix
2: back tattoo you know something <laughs> no it was yeah. so awful oh uh, so it, awful. i almost want
3: to take my star back for that it, oh, it just oh. that wouldn't <laughs> I, I i almost want to you I, almost I won't, want to but that's that, cruel I just don't buy that that There was that. mm,
2: I mm. did laugh, but it was a shocked laugh. It was not a hearty laugh, and it was definitely not a heartwarming laugh. So no way
3: an NYFD firefighter is going to allow. No, No it
2: was so bad. How
1: crazy would it be if the tattoo were like the 9/11, like twin towers, like coming down (laughs) with like McDonald's (laughs) underneath it or something?
2: Like Scooby Doo running away from it
1: or
3: something. That would have at least been you know within the conversation. (laughs) Thematic, yes, yes,
4: yes. Yeah, it's a, such a missed opportunity, too, to, like, have any sort of payoff with that long-running thread that's supposed
2: to oh. be either... Um, it goes on forever. So, yeah, so bad.
4: It should have been so emotional bad. or funny or something, or just something to prove that he's become a good artist.
2: Instead, it was a salad dragon. So, <laughs> Brother Bishki lay waste to Staten Island so if that's much what you tattoo feel talk. you must do. So
0: much tattoo talk in this movie. Um, it exhausted me, but... Yeah, I mean, as much as we you know, I just came fresh off of funny people as we talked in the intro and and I'm much with brother brother Dave in that I thought I I I rather enjoyed it. And as as much as Adam Sandler held that movie together, Pete Davidson destroyed this movie for me. I mean, I thought you had Uh you had uh I thought all the supporting (laughs) cast was great. I love Bill Burm, Erza Tomei? everybody. You got Robert Ellswich shooting it, it looks amazing. You got a great writer director and Jed Apato. You got all the pistons are firing. I do not like Pete Davidson. He's not funny to me. I'm with mm. brother Anthony. <laughs> this is I personal. I didn't laugh. I, mean, I laughed at Bill Burr a few times, but but Pete Davidson when he was on screen, I just there's something about him that's just um, I, it's tough to it's tough to um, articulate how much I, I just don't like this kid. He's just I just wanted him <laughs> out of my life.
2: That that is gonna be a problem for enjoying this film if that's how you feel. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think he's probably gonna get an Oscar nomination because people feel bad for him, but I just <laughs> <laughs> not, a I, <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance, Bishop. I don't know. I don't know.
3: I I uh,
2: Maybe a People's Choice Award? An like MTV. An MTV Definitely an MTV, break-
3: an MTV breakout award. No, he will get nominated.
2: Yeah. People feel horrible
0: for him. I just I don't. <laughs> um like this this could have gone on indefinitely on the bone train the bones were flying off the track like oh they're flying and and i liked it at first the slice of life i like slice of life movies but you can't go slice of life for two and a half hours in my opinion uh yeah and so the bones in the theatrical probably would drop to one i'll give it some love and light for uh just Everyone who tried to to lift Pete Davidson up and, and hopefully keep him alive <laughs> for a few more years, but
2: uh, I'll give it one and a half bones. But I, I I don't like one and a half bones. I don't like yeah. this kid. I
0: don't like this kid.
2: That's the highest you can go. <laughs> below the
1: father of morph <laughs> line below the father That's of below.
2: Line. <laughs> oh, all right. Sorry. Well, okay. All right. Well, I'll say this. I, I've i been thinking about how everybody's like, Judd Apatow likes to take these, you know, up-and-coming weirdos and put the spotlight on them. And it finally clicked. Like, okay, so Pete Davidson has some of the worst tattoos of any 40, human being that's ever them, walked the face yeah. of the earth. And I finally figured out what he reminded me of in this, and it's Vanilla Ice <laughs> in Cool as Ice. Because <laughs> Vanilla Ice should not be the star of a movie. He's weird. <laughs> But you can't take your eyes off of him. And I feel the same way about Pete Davidson. And the thing about Ice and Cool as Ice that really reminds me of him is... Ice's leather jacket, if you remember, it just says sex on it at a, at a certain point on the jacket. And that kind of reminds me of like something Pete Davidson might tattoo on himself. It would just say sex. It probably He probably does have sex just tattooed on his lower back. So there is something where it's kind of like a freak show to watch a movie starring Pete Davidson because he is just a, just a strange looking and talking gentleman. But there are some people in this world where I'll just laugh when they're just standing there just just being normal. Pete Davidson's got some kind of little magic sauce for me where when he brings a a new basket of bread over and he says scorching hot bread, I fucking laugh my ass off. I don't know why. So I didn't have a problem with him in this I only had a problem when I felt Judd Apatow did him dirty and made him be too dramatic in a range that he cannot reach. That's on Judd Apatow. I don't blame Pete for that. If you're with it, I guess you're with it. If you're not, you're not. Three bones. Three bones from me. Okay. I had a great time. I'm shocked. That might have also been because... I expected the pain to be so much higher.
4: Brother Matt, can can you speak to this movie's sense of earnestness? Because I I think of you as a man who loves irony. And this movie... (laughs) (laughs) This movie's like the opposite of ironic. It's a beating heart on
2: on its sleeve. Well, Well, listen. I love irony as much as the next, you know, jaded whatever the fuck we are, Gen Y. But sincerity is pretty much dead at the movies. Like, you get made fun of. If if you're too sincere, people just laugh at you, you know, because you walk such a thin line. And I don't know if it's because the world's kind of falling apart where it's like you have the audacity to not acknowledge how fucked up everything is. Like, what what kind of rose colored glasses are you wearing, asshole? <laughs> like, no, but there's there's always going to be a place for that. And we can only push irony so far before it breaks and we will crave that sincerity again so if you can harness it and you can do it with actual heart i mean that's an amazing feat in this day and age and this almost kind of sort of somewhat did that for me at least i saw it reaching for that so credit words to love and light love and light love and light i'm in a love and light mood tonight pete davidson i'll be i'll be watching your career watch his netflix special watch his netflix no no i'm not gonna watch that but i'll watch whatever you do after this kind of with a squint from afar and a scance boys you you done did it you paid dearly you paid out of pocket (laughs) We did Saw not re- twice. We did not reimburse you for this, so thank you. Wait, what? Re- I'll reimburse. Thank I'll you reimburse. For coming
4: on. Is, it, is this a tax write-off by any chance? Yes,
2: it's, it's <laughs> research. We love your sparkling insights. And Apatow is gonna take a while to uh, to release another one, but if another James L. Brooksian comedy that's tugging for the heartstrings comes back up, I think this is our crack team. We'll we'll continue to uh <laughs> examine this dwindling subject. Culture of movies, sounds and good. See where it leads us. Get them safe. Everyone, get home safe. Absolutely. Ishki
1: hates millennials. <laughs> That's what I learned today. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't
4: dispute that. Love and light. Love and light. <laughs> Love, Love and light. light.
2: <laughs>